Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby's at the Silver Slipper and on the line with us tonight. Saints head coach. Dennis Allen, and talk to the media this afternoon. Coach Allen, welcome to the show, as always. And you talked about reset. You know, giving the team a little bit of time away, get some perspective, see your family. It wasn't a big break, but how important is that? And and also, did you kind of do the same thing? Well, yeah, look, I think that's important. I think, um, you know, getting a, getting a minute to, you know, kind of reset your brain just a little bit. Um, there's a lot of demands that go on these players and coaches and everybody in terms of an NFL season. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. I think all of us as coaches, uh, you know, tried to get a little bit of a reset, but yet it's hard to get away from it when, you know, there's so many things that you got to, you know, work to, to, uh, to try to get corrected. Now, coach Allen, when you talk about a reset, I mean, uh, if somebody would have told you, you know, this is hypothetical situation. They'd be two and five and only one game out of first place. And you look at the NFC South. I mean, there's any rhyme or reason right now. Uh, is it parity or, or is it just like you don't have as many dominant individual teams? Uh, because before you know it, it's not much different. It's like two and five and you're three and four. And, boy, you, you want to have a winning record and all that. And, and you want to go on a run where you, uh, you know, we can stack a few wins together. But. Well, what is your take? Because you've seen a lot of football, and, and all of a sudden you see games like, whoa, look at the outcome of that one. And even though you've been disappointed uh, in the 2-5 and five start, I mean, you, you, it's right there for the taking. If you truly, uh, I don't know, I was talking with Deuce about this, uh, you just got to win the next game, and you can't control all the other games. You know, that's an old cliche, taking it one game at a time. But at 2-5, and five, uh, it's not like, oh, woe was me. Come on, you got to pull up your bootstraps and go forward considering there's a lot there to play for. Yeah, look, there's no question. And, and, and I would not have anticipated being in this situation in either regard um, when the season started. Uh, but that's the, that's the situation that we find ourselves in. I think we're fortunate that we're one game out uh, in where we are right now. And, and 
you know that everything that we 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 wanted to start the season is still right there out in front of us and and look i've i've it I've seen it happen before. I've been a part of it before, you know, where you don't start the season out very well. And we were that way back in 2011 when I was a coordinator in Denver. And uh, we went on a run and and made the playoffs and won a playoff game. And so I I think all those things are are possible. I I think maybe even the 49ers were in the same situation last year. And so I think the way that our division is playing out – you know, it's kind of kept us in this thing, and I think the big thing for us is get get a lot of our guys healthy and get them back, um, and and maybe we can go on a little bit of a run. Now, uh, Coach Allen, even though you get a number of starters, I'm looking at without eight projected starters, you can go with whether it's Jameis, but Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Pinning, Pete, Troutman, Adebo, uh, Lattimore goes on and on, then Bradley Roby goes out. But let's say they all come back. I know this is not – this cannot continue, and I know you would address this, that you commit an NFL high uh, when 16 turnovers and have uh, the worst giveaway takeaway ratio of negative 10, and then you look at the giveaways and four have been returned uh, for a touchdown. I know you got to pick six or scoop and score. Hell, yeah, I'm expecting to win that game. So I know that's one area before all else, and what, what's our game plan that that has to change? That we got to protect the football and we got to take it away. Yeah, look, it's the number one determining factor in NFL games and, and who wins and loses is the turnover takeaway ratio. And right now, ours is unacceptable. Um, that has to get better. It doesn't matter who we have out there on the field playing, uh, it doesn't matter how well we're playing in any one phase of the game. Um, if we do not protect the ball better, um, or begin to take the ball away a little bit more. Um, it, it's, it, it ruins everything uh, that you might do well in a game. And so that certainly uh, <clears throat> is an unacceptable statistic, and it, it has to improve. It has to get better. And Coach, earlier today you talked about the quarterback situation. And just I'm just going to repeat it because you said Jameis is getting better. Both of those guys will be – uh, have themselves ready to play this week. And we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that as Wednesday comes and, and Thursday comes. They were just getting back to camp today. And also, not that you didn't know this as well, but certainly we heard from Demario Davis who talked about something Alvin Kamara said, and that's we got to get our swagger back. we got to get – you know, we got to be who we are and, and, and just kind of stop wallowing in, in what we thought we would be. And, and, and then you, you spoke about it as well. And that's, 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 it's an important aspect. Now, it's not easy to do, but it's what, it's what your team wants to do. And that's got to be a good feeling. Well, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, and that just speaks to the guys that we have in the locker room. But, you know, getting that swagger back, a lot of it has to do with, with uh, performing at a high level. Um, and, and I think we've got to perform better. Um, you know, we've got to do a better job. Um, you know, we've got to play better. We've got to coach better. There's a lot of things that we've got to improve on. Now, uh, as Bobby said earlier, and the fact that, uh, you know, all those things that we started the season wanting to accomplish are still right out there in front of us, um, that's the, that, that gives you the hope and, the, uh, you know, to continue to improve. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think getting our swag back I think is important. And, and how you do that is you go out and play well. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, every year this happens, and um, you look at a trade deadline coming around. Uh, look, Christian McCaffrey, he's no longer a Carolina Panther. Uh, I say good rent. Get him out of the NFC South, but he's still in the NFC 
with the 49ers. But uh, have y'all entertained or, uh, or something maybe you could share? Uh, I think you might be on the phone lines behind the scenes, and it never goes public, but entertaining any trades before the deadline. Well, look, I think we're going to always look at anything that we can to to help our football team. And so um, I wouldn't say that there's anything specific that's happening. Um, but certainly we're, we're always looking for ways that we can improve our team. And, and, and so uh, that's certainly one of the ways that you can do it. Um, I wouldn't say that there's anything, you know, imminent or anything like that. Um, but we're going to explore all avenues. Saints head coach Dennis Allen, you're listening to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss and Bobby Bear. We're going to step aside here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, and head coach Dennis Allen and had some time off. And certainly what a kind of impact for young wide receiver Rashid Shaheed had the 44-yard jet sweep and then the 53-yard catch last week. He's young, didn't get a lot of time playing in training camp. Is it is it kind of now the just about finding ways to, to get the ball to him in space and, and really get him some experience as quest, as quickly as possible? Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, he's done a really good job for us. Um, he was a guy that we were high on coming, you know, coming out of training camp, a guy that has tremendous speed. Um, and really, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for more ways to, to keep him involved and, and get him active in the offense. Um, you know, there was a few more plays that we had dialed up for him. Uh, unfortunately, you know, based on the coverage, we weren't able to get him the ball. But he's a guy that I continue to see uh, growth out of, and I continue to see us finding ways to utilize him. Now, um, 
you know, Coach, when you look at, um, like you always said this, everyone has a background, offense or defense, and um, you being a head coach now, you've been a defensive back coach, defensive coordinator, and the defense being your baby. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I look at Sean Payton and all through the years that he did call plays and he was the head coach, but at times he led Coach Carmichael, I want to say in 16 years, it ended up being like um, almost like three seasons and three games that he, okay, you're going to call uh, the game, uh, the offensive game. Uh, have you ever gotten to the point maybe where I want to focus more on just being a head coach and not uh, the burden of, of calling uh, the defensive fronts or uh, just being the defensive coordinator and, and being just a head coach and contributing uh, on a defense. Is that something y'all talked about or you're not th- there yet if that would ever come about? Well, no, I wouldn't say that there's been a lot of conversation about that. I think that, you know, the uh, uh, calling the games on Sundays is not where the challenge comes in. It's it's all the game planning and stuff that goes into the week that, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And and, you know, I certainly feel comfortable with the guys that I have on my defensive staff to help me in that regard and, and putting the plan together. Um, it, I think, you know, obviously we haven't played as well defensively as, as I think we're capable of playing. Um, and that's an area that we've got we've to continue to work to, uh, to improve in that area. So I wouldn't say that that's something that we've, that we've talked about or considered, uh, but certainly we need, to, we need to improve in that area. Yeah, um, you know, Coach, the, the one thing I've looked at is going to be a challenge, um, and this is a Raiders question, but also where we're at right now, run defense. Uh, boy, the three previous seasons, we were in the conversation. If we weren't number one, we are in the top three in run defense. Right now, uh, we're even behind uh, middle of the pack. And I'm just looking at the Raiders, uh, boy, in the last game against the Texans. Uh, I know you better pack a lunch, and you better go after Josh Jacobs now. He rushed for 143 yards and uh, three second-half touchdowns, but 98 uh, of those yards on the ground came after halftime. So you might say, oh, we're doing pretty good, stopping them in the first half. But it has to be four quarters because even as good as Derek Carr, he was 21 of 27, uh, you know, 241 yards and a touchdown. I still think uh, that you got to stop Josh Jacobs first. It doesn't matter if they have Devontae Adams. You look Waller to tight end that you, you cannot let Jacobs run on you because then I uh, think Carr will have success. Yeah, Bobby, I, I, you, you, the point you make is, is absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of hung our hat around here on being able to stop the run, and we haven't been as good this year as, uh, as we have in years past. Um, you know, we've been, you know, over the last five years, top five in the league in terms of sacking the quarterback and in terms of run defense, and it's just not where we're at right now. So um, <clears throat> that's that's something that we've got to continue to look at. I do think that Josh Jacobs is kind of the engine that runs that machine over there in, in Vegas. I think everything kind of runs through him, and when they're able to, you know, run the ball like they were against – uh, against the Texans, uh, it opens up a lot of things that they can do in the passing game, and they've got some good weapons to throw the ball to. Coach, you got Chris Olave back this past week, and he's had 56 targets, 32 receptions, and 19 of those have been for first downs and not two and three yards, but more like nine and ten yards. He seems for a rookie to have kind of a an innate ability to have a, of, a, of a space 
awareness, a sense of when to sit down, where's the hole in the zone. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I think for a rookie, I think he's been exceptional in terms of that. You know, we, we felt like coming out in the draft that he was the most polished receiver in the draft and the most pro-ready. Uh, and I think he's proven that that's, that's the case. I think, um, you know, he provides a speed element uh, as well as his ability to get in and out of, out of breaks. But I think the thing that separates him is that uh, he's highly intelligent, very mature for his age, and, and understands – you know, just exactly what you said, how to find the, the open spots in the zone defense and, and, and find the, the soft spots in a zone and, and be able to get himself open and catch the ball and convert first downs. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when you look at where you're at right now, uh, and, and obviously, uh, you know, you wish you were in a better situation. So how do you challenge uh, the team? Uh, do you tell them, uh, look, uh, it's like a mini buy. Is it like uh, one snap and clear? Uh, it, it's it's on to the Raiders, and it doesn't matter what we've done in the past. Or uh, do you look at the film and then you break down in areas that we have to get better? Just talk about that process and where you at. Uh, like when you self scout, do you say, okay, well, what could we be doing better? Uh, the, the one thing that I know, the last time, now I know this is in Las Vegas. It wasn't uh, going to be in the Superdome like it is now, but they're tight end Waller. I mean, the, the, that cat, I don't care if we're putting a safety, a linebacker, whatever, he got off. Now, I know he's been injured. He's supposedly coming back. So uh, but what's the process when you have like a mini buy and you're getting ready and, and, and how you, uh, you know, rejuvenate the team and uh, to get them to where we just have to look forward? Uh, listen, that's water under the bridge no matter what we did in the past but to go forward. Yeah, no question about that, Bobby. I think, you know, look, you can't just sweep things under the rug and act like they didn't happen. We have to learn from our mistakes. And, and, and so you have to look at it. You have to see where you can improve the things that we've got to do to be better um, and, and try to eliminate those mistakes uh, that, that cost us, that cost us games. And so, that was part of the process today, going through, looking at the things that we need to improve on, the things that we can do better. Uh, and then really it's just all of us taking personal accountability for the benefit of the team. And, and I think that's where we're at right now. Um, we can't do anything about the games that have already happened. All we can focus on are the games that, are, that lie ahead of us. And this week it's the Raiders, and we need to get a win this week. When we come back, we'll have more with Saints head coach, Dennis, Dennis Allen, we're talking about the Raiders a little bit. We'll also have wide receivers coach after that, Cody Burns, uh, after the break at 7 o'clock. But we will step aside. Here it is, the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. It is Raider week. The Arizona game was last Thursday, so you, you push forward uh, to get ready. And as Bobby had talked about, it's been such a crazy, crazy time. In the NFC, five of the 16 teams are above 500. Five of the 16, and three of them are in the NFC East. For the Raiders, they, they, they struggled coming out early. Oh, lost their first three. But if you've watched any Monday Night Football and you watched Week 5 with the Raiders playing at Kansas City, you saw a football team that did not look like they were 0-3 and and 1-4 after that one. No, look, I, I think I think uh, they're a talented football team. Um, I think they're much like us in that they haven't started the season the way that they anticipated, but yet, uh, you know, they've played well the last couple of weeks. 
uh, were able to get a win last week. And so we know that they're going to be a tough challenge. I think, you know, defensively, um, you know, they've got a, they've got a couple of pretty good, you know, edge rushers in terms of being able to get after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, offensively, they have a lot of weapons and they're running the ball extremely well. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, boy, you know, uh, I think looks promising to me. Uh, now he's been hurt. Uh, Alante Taylor. Alante Taylor, to me, looks like he belongs. Uh, I want you to comment on that. And also uh, the second part of that question, when you look on the back end, uh, I thought uh, you kind of take it for granted. The consistency we have with Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins has not necessarily been there. Now, I know Marcus May has been hurt and then Tyron Matthew. They knew to one another. But the point being, I don't know if Marcus May on the back end might be a better option right now than P.J. Williams if, if, they, if everybody's healthy. Well, I, I, think, I think to your point, I think, um, you know, it, that's, a, that's a hard evaluation because we, we've been so banged up in the back end. Um, you know, we went into this game last week with three corners available to us, and we lost one of them on the third play of the game. And so – uh, just trying to get some consistency there and just trying to get some, some healthy bodies where we can get some, uh, some experience playing together. Coach, uh, I was going to ask Cody Burns about this. But really, it's an unfair question to him, and that's, and that's Kevin White. I mean, 2015, seventh-round pick, been through a lot, bounced back and forth with you guys in 21 and 22, had only one catch last year for 21 yards, and then caught the huge 64-yarder. But, I mean, I, 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 I have a soft spot for this guy. He's been through so much. And I'm wondering just kind of what it is, either you or Pete or, 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 or the team administration, what, 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 what's, what's the intangible in him? that he just keeps coming back. Yeah, well, look, let me first of all uh, finish answering Bobby's question. I probably didn't do a good enough job. Delonte Taylor, I thought, played really well in the game. Uh, he's a guy that we feel really good about, uh, excited about his his prospect. Um, you know, the biggest thing with him was just, you know, keeping him healthy and, and having him be out there. And so getting him back I thought was a big boost. Uh, in terms of Kevin White, you know, the, the, the intangible about him is that he comes to work every day and, and, and works extremely hard. Uh, he's a productive player for us on, on special teams. He brings a speed element to the offense. Uh, obviously, the shallow cross that he took for, you know, 60 yards and, and almost a touchdown was a big play in the game the other day. So just his, his intangibles in terms of the way he comes every day and goes to work. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, now, uh, Dennis, when you look at you know, fans asked me, I said, I don't know. I mean, uh, to me, it's a production business. Said, oh, is Jameis going to play against the Raiders, Andy Dalton? I, I take the approach. Well, Jameis is the starting quarterback, so if he's healthy and ready to roll, it'll probably be Jameis. Now, as the season unfolds, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, oh, we're going with Jameis no matter what, or we're going with Andy Dalton no matter what. It's like, hey, whoever got the hot hand, you got to check your ego at the door. So let's say a quarterback comes in there and we win, and you win another one, and then it might be like, uh, can we go on a streak for a month? And we're playing winning football. So I, I don't know who, actually who's going to play against the Raiders. I said if Jameis is healthy, I think he'll be the guy. Is that the case in point where we're at right now, or, or what's your approach you're taking? 
Well, look, I think the approach is is that we've got to we've got to put the guy in there that we feel like gives us the best chance to win. And um, you know, Jameis has been recovering from an injury. Uh, I think he's close to being ready to go. Um, and so we're having a lot of discussion about that uh, with the offensive staff, and, and uh, we'll put the guy out there that we feel like gives us the best opportunity to win this game, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Coach, yourself and basically everybody that came to the to the podium today said the same thing, which was stop the run, get after the quarterback, take the ball away. Right? Well, yeah, that's that that's the name of the game when you play defense, and that's what we've got to be able to do. Now, uh, you know, uh, Coach, uh, uh, I guess I can ask this twice. Uh, but, <laughs> Rashid, you know, because I'm going to ask it to Coach Burns. I wanted to say this to receiver. Rashid Shaheed. Uh, I mean, uh, all I know is that there's few people that could say the National Football League. I'm not talking about high school or college. That you touch the ball twice and you have two touchdowns. Uh, the second player since 1991 to score a scrimmage touchdown of at least 40 yards on his first two career offensive touches. You got to go Hollywood Brown did the same in 2019 with the Ravens. and uh, But that both occurred in the same game. So uh, fans actually, uh, uh, Bobby, why don't we give that Rashid Shahid the ball more? <laughs> uh, all I know is when he touched it, he scored. <laughs> Well, Bobby, I think you I think you got a point there. You know, um he's 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 an explosive element to our offense. Um hell I think he had a chance at a really big uh kickoff return and he slipped and fell down in the game the other night. So um he's he's a guy that we've got to find ways to get him more involved and I think as he gets more comfortable in the offense, uh then then there's gonna be more opportunities for him to be out there, more opportunities for him to make plays, and I think we're gonna continue to look for those opportunities for him. Coach Dennis Allen, we appreciate your time. I know they'll be back at the facility in a, in a big week of practice ahead of the Raiders coming in and then Baltimore after that. So we appreciate it. And uh, just like Denver did in 2011, six-game winning streak, by the way, that winning streak started against the Raiders. So do it again. Sounds good. All I right. appreciate it, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, Head Coach Dennis Allen. We will pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we will speak with Saints wide receiver coach Cody Burns is in his first year after coming here from the University of Tennessee. So Bobby and I will talk with Cody Burns after this break on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Well, welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Joining the show now is first-year wide receivers coach Cody Burns, who comes to New Orleans from the University of Tennessee, played at Auburn, coached at Auburn. Welcome to the show, Mr. Burns. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Um, I, you know, we've Bobby and I have spent some time – it's kind of hard not to – spend some time talking about Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave and, and, and Kevin White. And I was thinking back to training camp and, and that wide receiver room because we remember what it was like in 2021 but at training camp with Mike Thomas and Deontay Hardy and, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, it's been, I'm sure, in, in your world as a first-year wide receivers coach in the NFL, you've had some challenging moments, but in those moments have been new opportunities for people like Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave. For sure, it's it's uh it's definitely been an interesting year how it's transpired. Like you uh, talked about, really in training camp, you had Mike Thomas, um, Deontay Hardy, you had Jarvis Landry, um, all fresh and ready to roll and look pretty good. And obviously, some some injuries have taken place, and and it's allowed some other guys to step up and be able to showcase what they can do. And I think that they've taken uh, full advantage of it. You talk about a guy like Rashid Shahid. Um, who actually was one of the guys in training camp that was banged up, you know, coming off of an injury at the end of his uh, college career and uh, missed quite a bit of time and uh, had to, to get caught up to speed, you know, as we went on in the season. And he's done a really good job making plays um, and, and really can't say enough about him and what he's been able to do so far. Now, uh, you know, Coach Burns, uh, how do you handle this is the wide receiver meeting room? And that I guess a player knows when he made a mistake, uh, but it's not. I'm not just talking about the pick six; it goes through his hands. But then a tough catch on the sideline. I'm talking about Marquez Callaway, six targets, two receptions. Uh, you know, of a total of 20 yards. He could have had a way better game than that. And you know, he's a volunteer uh, like you with your background. So do you give him the business, or do you build them up, or different personalities? Uh, because hey. Uh, uh, I know my dad always told me, even though I played quarterback, and that if it hits your hands, you got to catch it. And, and I see a number of games. I don't care if it's Jameis. Maybe I'm partial because I did play the quarterback position. Whether it's Jameis or Andy Dalton, come on, hold on the ball. Uh, if it hits your hands, you you got to catch it. There's too many contested throws that I think the ball's right there. we got to just finish the catch. How do you challenge the receivers in that regard? Uh, no question. I think, you know, the number one thing with me is you got to be honest. Um, you got to tell them the truth and, and didn't make the play, uh, bottom line. And, and when we're in those situations, we got to be able to help the quarterback out. And, you know, this is the big boy league. This is the NFL. And everybody is held to the same standard. And, um, you know, you're expected to make the routine catches. But we got to do a better job of making competitive catches, which, which we all know and understand is and whenever you catch the ball, you're getting hit. And that's what separates this league from all the other leagues is that the guys in this league are able to make those on a routine basis. And uh, you alluded to the pick six. Uh, obviously can't happen. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, like I said, I talked about is just being honest with these guys. And each player is different. Um, some guys are able to take a little bit harder coaching. Some guys you got to build them up. 
and and each week is different. And that's my job as as the receiver coach in that room to be able to manage those personalities and be able to get the best out of those players. And he obviously knows that, you know, in this past game that he didn't live up to expectations. And not just him, I feel like the whole room um, as a whole, um, we didn't get get the job done uh, to the best of our abilities. And that's the great thing about the National Football League is we got another week next week, um, this week coming up to, to redeem ourselves. Now, uh, you know, Coach Burns, how is it in the meeting room? Uh, let's say because uh, they have skins on the wall and they performed at a high level, they're dealing with an injury. Uh, do they have any input or they just sit back and chill out like Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry? Or, or are they involved in the meeting maybe in, encouraging like a Chris Alave, uh, Alave uh, Traquan Smith? Uh, Callaway, uh, are, are they involved or they leave that all up to you? Uh, how do those meetings go? Because uh, I, I know that you have know, my contested catches and all that and, 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 and uh, tough as nails. Uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, uh, that they can uh, finish the catch. So do they encourage or, or maybe give pointers to those young guys or maybe work with you? How does that work in those meetings? Listen, um, you know, these guys are vets um, between Mike Thomas um, Jarvis Landry played a lot of ball, and that's one thing that I think our room is, is fortunate and, and blessed to, to be a part of, to be able to be around these guys on a day-to-day basis and see kind of the work ethic and how they approach the game. And like you alluded to in the meeting, um, I think these guys have tremendous insight on the game, whether it be play-by-play, whether it be a, on a certain specific drive that they can um, you know, bring their ex- expertise to. And the guys kind of gravitate to that. And one thing that is also stands out is during the game, I mean, these guys on the sideline uh, and either at halftime as well and also trying to coach these guys up on what they're seeing, whether it be, you know, a competitive catch, whether it be the top of the route, they're always coaching. And I've said this before about Jarvis and, and really Mike, as I've grown to know both of them, is that they're really an extension of the coach on the field um, because, you know, Mike's been in the system and knows it in and out and he's able to, to really um, articulate to the players, um, particularly in my group, you know, what he's seeing and, and how, you know, even a quarterback is thinking. And I think Jarvis, just with his overall experience of the game and being able to dis- dissect the game from a receiver standpoint, I think is big for those guys in that room. Now, uh, you know, uh, Coach Burns, when you look at a receiver-quarterback relationship, whether it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, uh, you know, I had relationships, I'm thinking back, where I could kind of look at them, and I knew what they were thinking, and we'd have conversations. Uh, the great Anthony Carter, University of Michigan, uh, you know, playing with Mark Super Duper before he set records with Dan Marino. Uh, you know, that's, I was fortunate in Natchitoches, of all places, uh, to be hooked up with him. And then I look at Eric Martin, a big, strong receiver, then Andre Risen, Bad Moon Risen, and it's, it's all about uh, communication. What? How does that process come about, whether it's uh, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton with the wide receiver uh, meeting room or, or, or with yourself? Uh, the, the, how, just talk about how that, those conversations go as far as the communications and what they're looking for and maybe what as a group, as the receivers, what you're looking for the quarterback position to accomplish. Well, I think that really starts in, in, in the preparation throughout the week in practice. Um, those guys really getting on the same page. You know, Andy and Jameis both have done a really good job of, of pulling um, these receivers aside after, you know, either a, a a good play or B, a bad play offensively in practice and, and just want to talk through the look 
and what they expect and where they expect the receiver to be at. And I think that carries over to the game. And you see some of these routes in the game where it may be, you know, the worst case scenario of maybe it could be a cover two look and the guy has to hook a route up and the receiver and the quarterback on the same page. And I think that starts in practice. And also what these guys have done a good job of is post-practice trying to get on the same page with the quarterback of getting those routes that I just talked about that may have not been on the same page or, hey, let me get this one more time to make sure we're on the same page. And I think that's where the preparation begins is in practice. And I think you see those things carry over to the game. And one player that certainly doesn't feel like a rookie anymore, and I, I talked with Coach Allen about it, and that's Olave. He's already, he missed week six because of the concussion, but he's had three games with targets of 13, 13, and 14. And of his 40, 56 targets, 43 of them have been between 7 and 10 yards or 11 plus. He's averaging 15 and a half yards of reception. He just has uh, a really unique talent to not necessarily, I'm not talking about go routes, and he's got speed, but it's just finding that, that spot to pick up the first down. Yeah, for sure. I, I think um, Alave's done a really good job of, of being available for the quarterback. He's one of the guys on, on our roster currently that the quarterbacks feel really comfortable about throwing him the ball in windows, um, being able to get open. And like I said, he's done a really good job thus far. I think that, you know, him being able to play at a high level early on in college, um, you know, making it to this next level is not a shock to his system. He's able to function and operate at a high level. And I think he's only going to continue to get better um, each and every week, which he's really shown. Um, and he's going to continue to grow um, as a wideout. And he's and what, what I've really found and, and seen with him each week is that he's just becoming more confident. I think early on he was a little bit of a silent assassin, and he still is to some degree. But now you see him when he does make that play, like he expects to make the play now. I think he was wanting to make the plays early on, but now he expects it. Now, uh, you know, Coach Burns, looking at your background, and I mentioned you come from University of Tennessee to now uh, being in the NFL with the Saints. And just to go back uh, with the Tennessee Vols, did you see this coming uh, this year from Hendon Hooker, the quarterback, and Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver? I mean, they're off the chain right now. So, I mean, did, did you kind of – I said, uh, just a matter of time, I, I saw this potential in them. Uh, just break that down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've had uh, – I got the utmost respect for Coach Hypo and what they've been able to do at Tennessee um, with just, you know, really with one year, quick turnaround of what they've done with that program. And Hendon was special last year. And, and Jalen Hyatt, we always knew he could run. And, and what's crazy to me is, is that we saw this last year, really, and we just didn't win the amount of games that we probably should have. I thought offensively we still put up a lot of points at Tennessee last year. And, um, you know, one of the more notable names, Cedric Tillman, he's not even playing. He's really been their best receiver the last couple of years, and he's been down with an injury. So it'll be really interesting and, and probably really fun for Tennessee when he comes back. But, man, I tell you what, Hendon's a, the utmost competitor. Um, I like his approach, and he's another guy. Him and Hyatt really had the skill set, had the tools, and now you just see them playing with a whole different confidence level right now, and they're clicking on offense. And it always helps to be in a system two years you know, last year was the first year in that system, and now that both have kind of came into their own and, and understand what, you know, that system is asking them to do, you see them playing at a really high level. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. University of Tennessee, I'm, I'm sure it's, it was a where, where were you moment when, when that field goal went through and Tennessee beat Alabama. So we appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck 
uh, the rest of the season and, and have a great game against Vegas. I appreciate it. Y'all take care. Thank you. Which burns? All right, Bobby, thank you, my friend. As always, you were stellar. We will take a break. Mike Dettelier will be on the other side. We'll talk Monday Night Football, NFC South, after this break on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss now back off to the Silver Slipper, where Mike Dettelier is tonight. It's Monday Night Football, Chicago 2-4 and four against New England 3-3. Three and three. So even if you don't think who might win, you got to feel like Chicago will win because that'll be 3-4 and four and 3-4, and four, and that just pretty much fits the NFC right now. Yeah, good luck to the Bears tonight. <laughs> That's all I can tell them. Uh, man, listen, Belichick got a little bit on the line tonight. He'd, be, he'd become the second winningest coach in NFL history. Uh, the Bears have not played well on offense. Mike, it's been awful. And so, uh, good luck. Uh, but, uh, man, you see a lot of mirror images of one another. And we got a chance to see a little bit of it Sunday. Man, I watched the Bucks play. My God. They look like a slow team on offense. Finally, looks as though for the time has hit that button on Brady. But what's happened to that defense? You know, because that was their bread and butter uh, for the last couple years. You did have Brady, but they were always a tough defensive team. And, you know, P.J. Walker beat you yesterday. And they ran the – Carolina ran the ball. They ran the ball, and P.J. Walker was the instrumental guy in that. Um, And I've I've been scouting P.J. since he was at Temple – Man, he's played, I think, in every league that you could possibly play in since. But God bless him. Uh, man, pulling that off. The Panthers ain't winning a lot uh, more games this year. Atlanta, they, they made a big thing about all the injuries. Man, they must not be watching the rest of the National Football League. They got injuries all over the place. Uh, you got to fight your way through that. And, boy, Joe Burrow, <laughs> he was awesome yesterday. Uh, man, he picked them apart. So, um Mike, it's unbelievable that you just won game out of first place and you, you're you a 2-5 and five team right now. How about minus 10 in the turnover ratio? <laughs> I mean, minus 10 and you're a game out of first place and there's but, only, there's but only it's five the in the NFL. NFL. Right. It's I don't the know new- if it, do you call, do you think, I don't, I just don't feel like it's parity. I don't know why, I just don't. No, I, I think, you know, I agree with, Bob and I talked about this Uh Tom Brady made a comment that, man, you see a lot of bad teams or a lot of average teams in this league. He is absolutely right. Uh, I mean, they all sort of look like one another other than Kansas City, Buffalo, Eagles. Now, the fourth team I put there is the Cowboys. Man, the Cowboys can play defense. Now, their offense uh, uh, was offensive yesterday, to be honest, against Detroit. But, man, can they get after you defensively? Um, it, it is a wide-open affair. Mike Moore, when you talk about playoff teams, maybe more so than I've seen the last 10 years. It really is a, a wide-open door here. Someone's going to get hot in the NFC and AFC down the stretch. Now, who that team is remains to be seen. But I've seen this kind of show before. It's like a rerun. Somebody's going to get hot and piece it together. And it's who can be standing at the end from an injury standpoint. Because I think that's going to be a big part in getting into the playoffs. Oh, very much so. And if it felt like 
Gosh, it just seemed like the average play this weekend. Well, the Bills at five and one, the Vikings at five and one, the Eagles at six and zero, oh, and the Super Bowl champion Rams—they all had a bye. They, didn't play. <laughs> they were all off on the. How did that work? All of those guys were off on one weekend, and so as you look to the NFC South, uh, Tampa Thursday nighter they host Baltimore. They're three and four, yep. and then Atlanta plays the Panthers. So you've got a division matchup. So things are going to change even more, you know, assuming you don't know. I mean, I mean, Baltimore's coming on a short week as well, but that that's not an easy turnaround to get throttled by Carolina and then go home against Baltimore. But, you know, it's still it's still and, Brady. And, and, and I'll be and, honest, the Ravens have played better on the road than they have at home. They almost choked again yesterday uh, late. And so their defense isn't nearly as good, but boy, you got some explosive guys there with Lamar Jackson, and they can run the football when they dedicated to it. It's been the second half of games, but uh, I think the glory is what's happening in Tampa, where seems to be a lot of finger pointing, a lot of different ways here, um, and that's what happens when you lose, Mike. I, yep. I, I do think that does. It's human nature. You can't say it doesn't happen in my locker room. It happens in every locker room uh, that there's some finger pointing that goes on. But this was a team that if you wanted to look at a year where you could run ahead of the pack, this would have been it. And nobody's doing it. Not in the NFC South. And we talked about this last Thursday because it was important. And I knew it wasn't just the Saints game. And they, when the Monday came out prior to Arizona, there were 27 on the injury list today for Tampa and Baltimore, 20, <laughs> 20. combined. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, I think the NFL, I don't know what you do if this is an aberration year from an injury standpoint, but it makes those Thursday night games. I mean, when you're sitting, you know, you start with 20, it's, it's not going to get better or get a little better maybe, but it's just, it's, it's just so detrimental to the game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It takes away from the quality of the game. And why isn't it that way in college football? Man, they have, and, well, they, and they so, have more, more players, maybe, huh? You, you, you got the a rosters more, are huge. You, you got a few yeah. more players, but no one can give you a really good reason. I've talked to a lot of veteran coaches, and some of them say, well, it's the way they play preseason. Well, you got a chance to get hurt in the preseason. Do you play them or not play them? The continuity is not quite there. The defensors are ahead of the offenses right now. You're that, right. that is one thing no one can debate. You're right, my friend. Mike Dettelier from the Silver Slipper. Thank you, as always, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Love your work. We'll be closing it down. Thanks to Dennis Allen, wide receiver coach Cody Burns, and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. You've been listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.